welcome to Math Talk Tea Breaks by AMSI, where conversations in math become part of your professional learning. My name is Claire Ambritz. Today we've switched microphones and I'm talking to Leanne McMahon, AMSI School's Outreach Officer and regular Maths Talk host about the equal sign. Welcome to the program, Leanne. Thanks, Claire. It's great to be here. So the equal sign doesn't seem to be too problematic. Why have we devoted a whole tea break podcast to it? Well, yes, you're right. The equal sign does appear to be an easy concept, but it's actually open to a number of misconceptions. The most common being that the equal sign means find the answer. Now, if you have a think of when you were back at school, Mm -hmm. you would have seen 7 plus 3 equals 8 plus 2 equals 9 minus 7 equals and it appears to students that equals means find the answer mm-hmm. now there's a number of people that have done some research on this and they've found that many children in primary school still think of the equal sign as a direction to find the answer children misconceive the equal sign as a sign to perform a computation or an operation and record the answer rather than as a relational tool. And I'll talk about that relational tool in a little bit more detail later. Other researchers have said that children misconceive the equal sign as the sign to perform the computation. And for the majority of primary school children, this misconception is robust and long-lasting. And that is really detrimental to their ability to think relationally. Now, Carpenter and Frank in 2001 also argued that understanding the equivalence between the terms and the operations on each side of the equal sign enables children to think relationally. So what do I mean when I say thinking relationally? Relational thinkers use equivalence in another way, not in this is up to me to find the answer. What they can do is keep the two numbers on either side of the equal sign as uncalculated pairs. So, for example, they can say 7 plus 3 equals 8 plus 2 without ever working out what the answer is. Relational thinkers can work with uncalculated pairs in these equivalent expressions, as we call them. Now, this is really important as students move from arithmetic to algebra. It's not something that comes up in primary school too often, although I would like teachers to bring it up a lot more often. So it's really important to see that equal sign as an indication of equivalence or balance. Interesting. So you're preparing them more for later years. Well, yes, but also giving them a really solid understanding of what the equal sign actually means. What can teachers do to help students better understand the concept of the equal sign? There's a lot that teachers can do to prepare students for this algebraic thinking. Language is so important and teachers need to be very aware of not using the equal sign as a direction to find the answer. The language that they need to use around the equal sign needs to vary and it needs to incorporate the fact that equals means the same as. So instead of saying 7 plus 3 equals box why not say 7 plus 3 is the same as box plus 2? Why not say 7 plus 3 is equivalent to something on the other side? And it doesn't really matter what that is. Have two boxes. Have students fill in any number of boxes. The message that we want to get across is that whatever's on one side of the equation 
needs to be the same or equivalent to what's on the other side of the equation. And that language, as I said, is really, really important. Keep using those terms. Is equivalent to, is the same as, is equal to, not just equals, because then students won't see it as a direction to find the answer. The other thing you can do is find out how your students are thinking. We need to know what our children are thinking in order to avoid or rectify the misconceptions that restrict this relational thinking. Now, most of the ideas that I am talking about today come from an article from Max Stevens that he presented at Murga in 2006, and it gives some ideas about how you can test what your children are thinking. And I'm going to give some very simple examples. I suggest you actually have a read of this article because it can be really, really helpful. So let's say I I write this on the board. Seven plus three equals box plus two. Now, I have done this many, many times, and I want you to have a think about what you would expect your students to write in that box. At first, I thought they would write eight. Seven plus three equals or is the same as eight plus two. What I found was in the vast majority of cases, especially from grade two onwards, students would write 10. So they saw that equal sign as a sign to put the answer. And it didn't matter what came after that box. They just thought, if I have seven plus three, it is equal to 10. There are a number of examples that Max gives in his article that you can really have a good look at your students and see which ones have that misconception about the equal sign. Once you've done that, you can then expand a little bit more. So you might have seven plus eight equals six plus box. Again, I think you'll be surprised at how often you'll get 15 written in that box. Despite the fact that it's right at the end of the equation, they will just ignore that six that's written there. Have a read of that article. I find it really impressive. So then the other part that I find very interesting is how we can use this relational thinking to make our calculations easier. So again, let's go to that seven plus eight. Now that can be difficult for students. You know, we're crossing that boundary of 10. But if we have a think about it, seven plus eight is the same as 10 plus five. And that's really easy to calculate. That's 15. If students can see that whatever's on the left-hand side of the equation is the same as whatever's on the right-hand side of the equation, they're going to find it much easier to do this compensation strategy. My other suggestion is to vary the form of your equations. Let's look at the number sentence, seven plus four equals 11. I like students to try and work out eight ways of writing that fact. So let's talk about it. 7 plus 4 equals 11. 4 plus 7 equals 11. 11 minus 4 equals 7. 11 minus 7 equals 4. What are some other ways? The other ways are really quite simple. You go backwards. You say 11 equals 7 plus 4. 11 equals 4 plus 7. 4 equals 11 minus 7. 7 
equals 11 minus 4. I call it 8 is great. It's good to get 4, but 8 is great. And that shows you that the equal sign can be anywhere as long as what's on one side is the same as what's on the other side. Great, great. So I've seen students and even teachers using the multiple equal sign in running number sentences. Uh, for example, 20 plus 5 equals 25 plus 10 equals 35. Why is this an issue and how can we help students overcome this issue? Yes, I see this quite commonly and it's something that often teachers will do just out of ease. Here's the next step, here's the next step, here's the next step. And I guess the equal sign is seen as, well, that's the end of that first step and now we move on to the next step. That's not what equals means. Let's go back to our language. Equals means the same as, equal to, equivalent to. I'm just going to use whatever numbers come to my head at the moment. 8 plus 4 equals 12 times 2. You've just blown it away because 8 plus 4 doesn't equal 12 times 2. So what you would do is say 8 plus 4 equals 12. Underneath that you would write 12 times 2 equals 24. You have to be really careful of that because if you write it, those running equal signs, that is not correct and it gives students that misconception that the equal sign doesn't mean equivalent to, equal to, the same as. It means here's the answer to that, now here's the next thing that I'm going to do. They are going to struggle when they get to algebraic equations. Well, it appears that our tea break is over and it's time to get back to work. Thanks so much for sharing your insights with us, Leanne. It's been my pleasure. And once again, I didn't get to finish my cuppa because I talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't finished mine either. So you've been listening to Maths Talk by AMSI. Leanne has provided some accompanying episode notes, which will be available to download through our calculate.org.au website, as well as some links to some other related resources. Remember, if you have any questions, we can be reached via email on the address choosemaths at ampsy.org.au. You can also follow us on Twitter at AMSI Schools or on Facebook by searching for Choose Maths. Also, don't forget to join our weekly Maths Talk Twitter chats at 8pm on Thursday nights, Sydney and Melbourne time. Just look for and follow the hashtag Maths Talk. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.